technology is some bullshit. Amen. But I'm Rin. And I'm Tammy. And this is... I love a good rabbit hole. 12 seconds in. Nailed it. Yes, we do. Nailed it. All right. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We're done. We're going home. (laughs) Woohoo! Wait, I'm already home. Good night. I'm going to roll my ass down to my bed and go to bed. Tempting AF. Oh, my. You're already in bed. Shut your face. Yeah. Oh, so all I have to do is just flop over, which, by the way, is really fucking tempting. I mean, you. Sorry, Heather. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> wow. One minute. We, like, not even right. a minute, and we're already telling Heather 42 sorry. Two seconds, and I'm already dropping the F bomb. Good job, Tammy. I'm going to have to. Cover Malcolm's. I have to cover cover Malcolm's ears. Okay, that he has ears. Well, can you and Malcolm help me figure out a way to ask somebody what their sex is? Because I don't know how to do that. I don't think you can. Damn it! You can't do that anymore. Well, then, am I considered pansexual if I find this person attractive and they end up being transgender? Because I'm totally okay with that. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what sex they are. If you're attracted to them, you're attracted to them. It means that you are human. All right. You are you are human sexual. That works for me. I mean, because if because as we have learned, if you're in love with an object, you are object sexual. Yes. No, I'm not. They are they are not an object, but they are absolutely adorable, and they. Yeah. Literally have top to bottom look male, but they have a female name. And it's not one of those um, cross gender names, you know, like Tucker or Stacy or Stacy. Exactly. No, no, no. Is it like Brittany? Gwen. Gwen. Short for Gwendolyn. Oh, yeah. And their description of it, because I asked them today, um, I said, so your name when and they gave me a viking story and how they became the queen of the underworld and basically as casper fears her is how they described it it was kind of interesting but you can always ask them their pronouns i i know but if they're knowing my luck it'll end up being like they them it's kind of going to be like um what was the snl skit with the person pat nobody knows what pat is I mean, anyway. it, it doesn't. I mean, as long as it doesn't really matter what what they are, then it doesn't really matter what they are. No, they're so, adorable, and I'm I'm absolutely infatuated with them. Yeah, and I'm I mean, calling them they them because I don't know. I, I thought about asking them their pronouns, but I mean, I don't think there's. I personally don't. So this is me myself. I don't find anything wrong with asking pronouns just because I think it should be normalized to ask pronouns because I think it people ha- people have a preference. So obviously you should uh, it should be okay to ask what are your pronouns. And it is that's kind of the the new way to, to right. <laughs> ask but and you know, in my they, luck they'll end up being they them and I'm like fuck I haven't gotten anywhere. <laughs> and if they prefer to go by they them then yeah. then they most then most likely they are probably trying, like, I want to say they probably are not, they don't identify as one sex or the other. They're trans. Right. I mean, right. well, not, yeah. ne- I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, if they go by he, then you definitely don't know that, that they are trans. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, know. but I mean, that's, that's cool that you, you have a, a new infatuation. Oh Yeah. 
They're adorable. So Love them to death. We have a new person that works in our department um, that started last week, and um, it's um, I'm pretty sure he goes by he, um, but he's a gay guy, and he is just just the sweetest kindest most adorable guy that i have just i've just latched on and been like i love you right you make me so happy and he's like from the 90s and like we we like have so many things that we can connect on like you know like there's just different shows and there's a girl who sits between us and we pick on her because she's turning 26 this year (laughs) and you know he's a baby She's 26, and I'm like, oh, that's so cute, because I'm turning 46. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, there must have been something weird with the audio there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, audio problems. Sorry about that, everybody. Okay. So, I didn't mean to derail us before we even got on track. Just- yeah, like, you, didn't, you derailed us, but actually, I had something I wanted to talk to you about, because my daughter, in all of her infinite amazingness, and this one kind of does tie into our topic in a very sort of roundabout way, um, we'll be able to tie it in. She asked me a question today, and it kind of hit me, because I, I, I didn't know how to answer it. Like, Welcome I understood. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I understand it, but I have no idea how to answer it. And she asked, why are our shadows not in color? Um, I'll have to ask Matt about that one and get back to you. But I mean, think about that. Like, how do you answer that? Because our shadows are the opposite of light? I don't know. But now the way that this ties into is think about a, a, a young boy who lost his shadow. Mm-hmm. And a fun little fairy that hung out with him. You wouldn't be talking about Tinkerbell, would you? I would be talking about Tinkerbell. <laughs> and you know how, like, so many people talk about, oh, when everybody thinks about fairies, they talk about Tinkerbell and how, like, all fairies are fun and frittily and stuff like Tinkerbell. She wasn't a fairy. Tink- she- Tinkerbell was a fairy. I thought she was a pixie. She- pixie, fairy, same. Eh. But she wasn't nice. She was a bitch. Yeah, she was a snatch. She hated Wendy. She was very She did. She hated Wendy. She didn't want to share her pixie dust. She was in love with Peter. She was manipulative. Mm. She was not nice. And people were all like, oh, Tinkerbell was so sweet and da-da-da-da-da. She could fly. Nah, dude, she was just a skinny little blonde bitch who didn't want to share. Mm-hmm. Which, in some ways, is like a lot of people that I know. <laughs> not skinny little blonde bitches, but just like bitches that don't want to share. Sorry. What are you looking at? I'm trying to text the kids to tell them to shut the F up. Ah. But before we start to discuss our topic, and if anybody hasn't figured out what the segue is there, we are discussing different types of fae, fairies, fae folk, flippity gibbets of I think fae is the best way to describe it, because fae is like otherworldly yeah the otherworldly the things that wiggle out of the corner of your eye when you're like wait what was that and it's speaking to somebody who happens to have two fairy doors in her house i see things out of the corner out of my eye i actually have a fairy door right below my desk right now it's a pink one and there's a little green one in addy's room and we're doing this um hopefully this podcast will be coming out right around the time beltane Yes. Yes. So. so what are we drinking today while we talk about the Fae folk? I'll let you guess. Uh, peach. Yeah, it's peach. 
Is it a Celsius? It is. Is it a monster? It's a peach Celsius. It's a peach vibe. Nice. But because we're also recording on a Tuesday after I've been at work since uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, I've also got a nice coffee. You're double fisting. I like it. I I have people that are out and about getting my dinner and my Coke, and then I'm going to eat, and I'm going to shower, and then I'm going to PTFO. Ooh, what's for dinner? Uh, Chinese. What's PTFO? Pass the fuck out. Oh. Hi, I'm old. That's all right. Anyway, so who's starting? I'll let you, I will let you start, because I feel like I always start and bogart everything. That's okay. You you also do better research than I do. I um, will say I cheated. What'd you do? Mark did my research. Matt helped me with mine. Oh! But that's because Matt was is just getting ready to... Um, he's working on another uh, RPG and, that he's writing out. Not necessarily D&D. Um, we're trying to work on a Tales of Vagabonds. But anyway, his stuff um, is about fey folk. So he's been doing a lot of mythological research and he's like, well, I can help you with that. Mark did a lot of, well, Mark did all of my research for me and he was nice enough to add pictures. So one of my topics. Oh, that's a sassy little thing. (laughs) It's like an angry baby Grogu. It's creepy AF is what it is. So. All right. So I'm going to start with, um, I got this from Wikipedia um, the red cap. Them some so, nasty little folks. We actually discussed a little bit about those, but we did uh, some deeper research. Um, the red cap or powery is a type of malevolent, murderous goblin found in border folklore. He is said to inhabit ruined castles along the Anglo-Saxon, excuse me, the Anglo-Scottish border, especially those that were the scenes of tyranny or wicked deeds and is known for soaking his cap in the blood of his victims. He is known as Red Cum and Bloody Cap as well. I'm sorry, Red Cum? Red Cum. Oh. It's C-O-M-B, Red Cum. Oh, I thought you said Red Cum, and I was like, um, is he earning his red wings? Gross. <laughs> He's a red solo cup. Anyway, um, the I'm Red so Cap is depicted cup. as a short, thick-set old elf with long, prominent teeth skinny fingers armed with talons like eagles large eyes of a fiery red color grisly hair streaming down his shoulders iron boots a pike staff in his left hand and a red cap on his head it said when travelers take refuge in his lair he flings huge stones at them and if he kills them he soaks his cap in their blood, giving it a crimson hue. He is unaffected by human strength, but can be given, but can be driven away by words of scripture or by the brandishing of a crucifix, which caused him to utter a dismal yell and vanish in flames, leaving behind a large tooth. You know, so like the second you see him, you have to be like, so God so loved the earth. He, blah, blah, blah. Like right? my brain would literally like just go snap. I'd be like, because that's the only scripture I know. And that's if he doesn't bean you with a massive boulder that he right. lobbed at you. Um, but I I tend to think this is definitely part of um, the um, Anglo-Saxons that came over and inhabited um, the Scottish area, which, of course, the Scots were known as barbarians. Right. So these are the stories that the Christians brought back to 
the Anglins that, oh my God, these barbarians are terrible. They, they literally wear blood soaked capped on caps on their heads and, you know, only saying your prayers to God will help it. And it's like, hmm. is it wrong that like the first thing I think of when I think of the red caps is I think of like a really messed up looking Papa Smurf. Yes. Because didn't he because- have a red hat? Of yes, all the, he did. yeah, he was the only one with the red hat. Yeah, like he was like like I just imagine like a demonic Papa Smurf, and of course, like when I was younger, um, for the longest time, we weren't allowed to watch the Smurfs because they were little blue demons because that was like the beginning mm. of like the satanic panic and stuff. Right, and um, they were little blue. Yeah, they were little blue demons, and like that whole show because there was a wizard Gargamel and mm-hmm. Azriel, the evil black cat. And um, all of that, you weren't allowed any of that kind of stuff because that was evil and satanic and woo. Yeah, exactly. So, excuse me. I think that's where the story for these little goblins came from. Probably. Personally, is is to frighten the little Anglo-Saxons against the barbarians and give them a reason as to why we need to destroy them. But never mind the fact that they were probably just like old men with like a red cloth on their head. Yeah. Do you ever see the movie Box Trolls? I think I did. Yeah, the the guy that wanted the red hat so bad. Like that's kind of what I think of him as. Like the big belly, the like the messed up face and the long stringy greasy hair. Probably. Yeah. See, and anyway. like so I think it was World of was it World of Warcraft? No, it wasn't. It was okay. So there was another MMO that I used to play. It was called City of Heroes. Um, mm. They had an expansion that had the red caps in it um, that you had to fight, and um, really? they were they were really hard to fight. Like they were much higher level, and they were and they would hurdle boulders at you. Well, yeah, and nice. they were really really hard. And the boulders had like knockback that would like push you really far back and stuff like that and i remember that and they were really violent um and they would say like i think they like screamed kill like kill 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 that's happy yeah but they were like part of a fairy tale arc of some sort that i remember if i remember correctly but yeah they were but they didn't i don't know i always thought they kind of looked kind of (laughs) cute you would of course i would but again i'm thinking little demonic papa smurf Hmm. Or little little mushrooms. So those are the red caps. Those are the red caps. All right. Well, let's see. My first one is changelings. What those things creep me out. Changelings are really jacked up. So, what is a changeling? A mythical creature described in European folklore, uh, also known as an oaf or an oaf, humanoided form, a fairy that is secretly swapped for a human child. Appearance depends on the culture that describes it. In Ireland, uh, usually a sickly and small and sickly and small for a child, a child with a beard. So ten, so you sometimes would know if your child had been swapped for a changeling because your child is going to have a beard. Have a beard. Good times. Yeah. Um, also, they will have um, long teeth. Uh, your child will be intelligent, insightful, unusual behavior like jumping, dancing, or instrument playing. Oh my God! No, say it isn't so. So I think my child might be a changeling because she does jump a lot. <laughs> All children do. They have un 
expendable energy. However, so if you have a changeling that happens in Germany, so like say you're right next to the border and they're like, oh, we got to send a German changeling. <laughs> it's going to have an oversized neck and an oversized head. Okay. So it's a baby Huey? Yeah, it's just going to be like, <laughs> big old balloon head. <laughs> um, apparently the Isle of Man, I'd like to go to the Isle of Man. Where is, is it just an aisle full of men's? No. No? Not a bunch of men's there? Okay. No. So, apparently it's healthy, but it can't walk. It doesn't talk or move on its own. I don't know. This sounds like a great child. It doesn't walk or talk or anything. <laughs> or do anything. Just lays there and goes, bleh. Uh, it has extremely long limbs, so it's like stretch arm strong. Oh, oh my God. This is great. It doesn't cry. Nicely. Um, or eat very much. Sounds like a great child. Can I get a changeling? But only on the Isle of Man? Right. Um, it smiles unless someone implies it's a fairy. Ooh. So it's happy. It doesn't walk. It doesn't talk. It doesn't cry. It doesn't eat a lot. And it smiles a lot unless somebody says, hey, is that a fairy? And then it's pissed off. And then it gets angry. Interesting. Okay. So apparently <laughs> in Lowland Scotland, so not Highland Scotland, Lowland. Mm-hmm. Or Northern England. Um, changelings are indistinguishable from other children. Um, doesn't speak or laugh. So totally indistinguishable from other children. Because. Completely. Yeah. Like that one's not making any noise. That's, that's a changeling. Hmm. Um, like this doesn't make. So it says. It, so it says. Totally indistinguishable from other children. But doesn't speak or laugh. So that it's not to reveal itself. I'm sorry. That's a dead giveaway, buddy. You a dumb changeling. <laughs> In Poland, it has an abnormally large abdomen. So you think I'm fat? <laughs> I, can, I can see the changeling. So you think I'm fat, huh? All right. Um, its head is too small or it's too large. Okay. If I knew what a Polish person sounds like, I would totally do a Polish person accent right now and be like, Martha, I think your baby's head's too small. Nah, it's too big. But that's that's not Polish. No. You know, I don't even know what that was. That sounded more like a Brooklyn accent. I don't think that was Brooklyn. That was like Brooklyn and Jersey met a little bit of the South. Yeah. Like I probably should have said bless your heart too. <laughs> um oh, and apparently so his head is either too small or too large. A humped back, thin arms and legs. Oh my god, what's wrong with this child? Hairy arms, um, oh no, thin arms and legs, hairy body, long claws, and first teeth come in especially early. So baby, you've got an infant with long, with teeth, claws. I mean, the claws alone would be like. Did you nurse Addie? I did for a little while. She ever clamp onto you with any teeth that she might have gotten? No, there were no teeth no. involved. So I don't think she's a changeling. But then again, I'm not in Poland. I don't think we don't ha we have Indiana changelings listed here. Right. I don't think I don't think we did the research for that. <laughs> uh, Scandinavia. Um, only unbaptized children can be taken, and the fairies are afraid mm -hmm. of iron, which we all know about that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. In Spain, there is no physical difference between the changeling and the normal child. None whatsoever. So in Spain, you're screwed. Right. You have no idea you have a changeling. 
In whales, looks normal at first, but becomes uglier, malformed, ill-tempered, and prone to screaming and biting, maybe less intelligent or especially wise and cunning. So, so it could be stupid or it could be smart. Right? But it's going to be a it's going to be a jerk. So okay. that sounds like a typical baby. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get rid of them? Details vary from one culture to another, but some of the common threads are feed them with food that was cooked and brewed in eggshells. Apparently they don't like eggshells. Physically hit or whip the changeling. So beat the shit out of your child. Okay. Attempt to heat them in an oven. Baked baby anyone? Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes it's said that Treating the changeling well ensures that your own child is treated well. So if you treat the, so, you know, be nice to the changeling and your own baby's going to be treated well. So, okay. One says to beat the shit out of the child and one says to treat it well. Right. That's just stupid. Maybe like when you put it in the oven, put a pat of butter on its ass. Right. Sometimes, er oh, here we go. Sometimes herbs are sad or... Okay, I'm going to say this wrong because I know this is wrong, but I don't know the right way to say it. It's not salves. And it's not salves. Sa it's salves. Okay. I always say that wrong. Um, salves can be used to reveal the changeling and force it to swap back with the stolen child. Again, pat butter on the butt. Right. Maybe changelings don't like butter. Maybe they're allergic to Maybe, butter. Yeah. I mean, butter is a, is a wonderful thing. All right. Like changelings butter. in history. So here we have some stories about uh, changelings that have popped up in historic times. King, oops, sorry. It's not a podcast if I don't burp. This is true. Uh, King Charles I of England was said to have been a changeling due to his peevish nature. For a second, I almost thought that said pervish. And I was just like, <laughs> didn't need to know that. As a child and claims that his nursemaids saw mysterious cloaked figures over his cradle. Um, he had fragile health and was left in Scotland when his father became king of England and traveled there with his mother and older siblings. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless you. Pickles. You're telling me. Oh, wait. You just told me. Thank you, Siri. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a good moment. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Um, apparently, my iced coffee is making me extremely burpy tonight. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, Charles had to have special supportive boots to help him stand. Yeah, the current Charles needs special boots to help him stand. It's called Camilla up his ass. <laughs> um, and he was slow to speak and stuttered all his life. I guess those are traits of a changeling he also possibly suffered from rickets which is soft bones causing physical deformities typically a result of dietary deficiency or genetics uh too little vitamin d or too little sun exposure are some causes i don't know if you know that you could get rickets if you don't get enough sunlight yes i bet there's a lot of rickets in portland <laughs> i don't know all right. Children who were thought to be ch changelings were frequently abused. <laughs> were frequently. Spit it out. It's not I yours. Know. Changelings were frequently abused or murdered. So basically, you killed your own yeah, kid. Yeah, basically. Well, because you didn't want a fairy to be your baby. Because it was going to eventually mm. grow long teeth and eat, probably try and eat you. I wonder if changelings ate people. 
I, I mean, I didn't have anything about that, but you never know. Um, so partly due to some of the beliefs about getting rid of them, you know, shoving them in the oven. Mm. In 1826, uh, Anne Roche bathed Michael Leahy in the Flesk River near Killarney. She drowned him while attempting to drive the ferry from him, and a jury acquitted her of murder. What year was that? Uh, 1826. Okay, that sounds about right. Just say, if it was anywhere past 1900, I'm out. It, well, <laughs> eh? in 1895, I mean 1895, Bridget Cleary was killed by a group of people, including her husband and cousins, after an illness was when she was caused or accused of being a changeling. And this was, she was an adult. We talked about Bridget Cleary during our vampire situation. Yeah, she was an adult. Yeah. Um, uh, and she was accused of being a changeling by a lo local storyteller, Jack Dune. Um, some think the fairy defense was made up after the fact to cover for a rage killing by her husband. But it resulted in a manslaughter charge instead of a murder charge. Like, they... They literally killed her because she got sick and she wasn't herself after she had been sick for like a long time. Yeah. So, hmm. So, what is a modern understanding? So, this is kind of like changelings in modern day. Um, tales to explain children with physical deformities or mental differences. So, this is like how children like people like what would explain what changelings were back then to how science has explained them now spina bifida cystic fibrosis pku which i'm not sure what that is progeria down syndrome homo i can't pronounce that word why would mark even put that in there knowing damn well that i can't pronounce that you jerk homo since he's just gonna laugh me trying to say this homo I hate you, Mark. <sighs> uh, PKU is a birth defect that causes an amino acid called phylanine to build up in the body. Hopefully we get a pause here and then we have editor's note where he goes in and goes, editor's note. And then he actually <laughs> says the homocysticnuria word for us. Maybe. William syndrome. Hurler syndrome. Okay, so Hurler syndrome just kind of makes me think Hurler. Like, Hur it makes me think that they're about ready to yeet something across. Right. The like, maybe they, it's like they perpetually <laughs> throw things or they just perpetually right? vomit one or the other. Maybe they're like kicking it with the red caps or something. Maybe like Hurler syndrome <laughs> is a red cap and they constantly chuck boulders. Hunter yeah. syndrome. I don't know. Being a hunter doesn't sound like a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think that's what it's. <laughs> autism um prater prater willy or pretty all right prater willy syndrome and cerebral palsy are all diagnoses that account for signs of changelings in some cases so i'm sorry but i don't think any of those come along with long fang-like teeth and claws i concur like but you know parents who didn't want abnormal children they'll come up with whatever to not have to deal with them back in the day like but i mean we're 
I mean, okay, I can understand like, you know, a bigger butt, a bigger gut or like a head too big, a head too small. But like, where did like the talons and the fang teeth come from? Like, I don't know. Uh, again, you have to remember like this is a lot of these stories are pre-Roman Catholic. So like we're still looking at like Druid and old, old stories from that right. area. So it could be anything. So um, apparently autistic children would have been especially like, especially likely to be called changelings due to their behavioral differences. The alternate, yeah. alter, alternate term for changelings, oath or oath, probably. Sorry. No, it's fine. Matt's delivering my dinner. I have uh, eaten my dinner over. So now that we've. Like, now we've. I did not have it all. So time. we've we've gone from a podcast to a mukbang. A mukbang. Yeah, a mukbang. A mukbang. Muk it's a mukbang, not a mukbang. What the hell it's is it? It's where you sit and you eat and you talk to somebody. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many times I've had to listen to you eat whatever it is that Mark brings to you. So you're gonna have to sit here and listen to me eat Chinese. What kind of Chinese food you got? I have sweet and sour chicken and chow mein. And egg rolls, and I'm. Starting. I mean, I could do the chicken. I couldn't do the. I couldn't do the chow mein. Yeah, it's the crunchy bean sprout ones, not the long oh, okay. noodles. And I like to call it a mukbang, so you can just muck off. Do I need what one? Chow mein noodles. No, thank you. And here, you guys can have this other one. I'll only eat one. Thank you, love. Bye, Pookie. <laughs> Rin says bye, Pookie. He says, okay. <laughs> I am so sorry about that, Mark. Please feel free to edit yeah. that out. Especially the bye, Pookie. Right? We can get the five hours later. Um, <laughs> the alternate term for changelings, oaf or oaf. Um, mm -hmm. Is it oaf the term for like a, a French term for a cooked egg? Like a partially cooked egg? Like a so <laughs> I think it's uh, oaf. It, uh, O-A-F o is a partially like a soft cooked egg. That would sound right because most people consider oafs like big dumb people. Right. And I mean uh, that's so, that's what I know to be. Here's my oaf. big dumb egg. <laughs> right? Exactly. Here's my child, oaf. <laughs> here's my child. It's oaf. my partially cooked child that I just got out of the oven with the pat of butter on it. I just got out of the oven. <laughs> All right. Gosh. So right? wrong. All right. Probably came from Alf which is alien life form, or elf originally. <laughs> so it could be anything, basically. Right. But it has taken on a different meaning in modern language. Right, because ALF stands for alien life form, which is a fuzzy brown thing with a hooked nose that tries to eat a cat. We all know that. Exactly. Yeah. Repeatedly. I mean, psh, what generation y'all from? Right. Ain't from the 80s. God, we just aged ourselves. <laughs> Like when my daughter says, Mom, did they have cars when you were growing up? Bitch. I've never hit a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to happen. <laughs> God. All right. Mm. <laughs> the, idea, uh, the, idea, the idea may mm. have emerged from observing the infant swapping behavior that does occur in nature for some species. Birds, fish, and um, arthropods all have species that practice what is called brood parasitism. Why does those words? Language is hard. <laughs> We're going to have to tell Mark to dumb it down for you the next time he does research. Yeah. 
smaller words, Mark. Smaller words. No, you, you, <laughs> words with less. What's oh crap? What is the word? Less. Um, Syllable. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I was gonna say less. <laughs> you have to actually clap. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I was gonna say less punctuation, but I knew that wasn't the word. Punctuation is a word. All right. Yes, it is. Typic okay. Typically done by laying eggs in another creature's nest. So basically, it's like it's like one animal laying in. Oh my god, that looks so good. That looks like a really good egg roll. All right. Um, mm -hmm. And. Uh, typically done by laying eggs in another creature's nest, and then the parasite typically hatches earlier and consumes more food and space. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's really messed up. Hmm. So, so here is a story about a real life changeling. Um, really? Yeah, I don't. You, I'm intrigued. You have now. probably heard this story um, in a different way, um, and it's it's a little bit it's. It's interesting. Um, so have you ever heard of the story about Robert Bobby Dunbar? Okay. Mm -hmm. So Robert Bobby Dunbar was four years old on August 23rd of 1912 when he went missing while his family was on a fishing trip to Swayze Lake in Louisiana near Opelousa, where the family lived. And yes, it is Opelousa. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, I did. <laughs> that one you do know how yes. to pronounce. <laughs> um. The story went nationwide quite quickly, and his father offered a $1,000 reward, which if you adjust that for inflation, it's about $30,000 reward now. Um, they, they looked everywhere for him. Like, they even, they gutted gators to try and find him. Because um, they, you know, they had no idea. Um, mm -hmm. And... Um, because they thought maybe he had been attacked by a gator or he drowned. They they dug the lake. They did everything they could. There were reports. I'm sorry. He was how old? Um, he was four. Four. Um, okay. There were reports of a strange man lurking in the area. Um, in April of 1913, police received reports of a traveling handyman, William Cantwell Walters, with a child that matched Bobby's description. William denied that he had taken the child. Uh, the events of the child's reunion are different from one report to the next. One report says that when he was the, so they got the kid back from this, this William guy and they brought the kid to his parents. And apparently one report says that when he saw his parents, he was like, mother, blah, 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 and like ran up to them. You have heard this. I remember this okay. story. Yes. Well, and then another one said that he was he was hesitant, like he didn't remember mm -hmm. them. So and then so so then there was like um so then there was there was this whole like thing. There was another woman who was like, That's not that's not their son. That's my son. Mm -hmm. And like neither woman could pick out their child in the lineup. Okay. Like one woman said, "Oh no, the freckles totally match my Bobby. Like that—that's totally him." And like they were the more wealthy family, and so they were able to like come at them with like lawyers and stuff. But like he—he kind of acclimated into the life with the Dunbars and stuff, mm -hmm. and like he—he he grew accustomed to it over time and stuff. And like you know, there was like a literal parade for him when he came back um, to the family and everything like that. Um, but the other woman, her last name was Anderson. Um, she said she had left her child with Walters when she went looking for work. And then when 
she went to go get her son back, you know, she he was gone because apparently that was the one who everybody was claiming to be Bobby Dunbar. So it's like there was one child, but two different parents. Hmm. So it was like, okay, well, who, who actually, okay. And this one kid wasn't actually acting like either, like, like what, where does this kid go? Really? So, um, so, you know, I mean, she, she wasn't able to like fight the Dunbars, um, but she insisted that the Dunbars had kidnapped her son, like insisted. Um, so then let's see. So Bobby, he grew up as a Dunbar, lived his whole life as a Dunbar. Um, and then he died um, March 8th of 1966. And he gave, but he only gave one interview as an adult recounting the details of his kidnapping. Um, but his family uh, but his family said that he was unsure of his identity for his entire life. Like he was never 100% sure that he truly was a Dunbar. He always questioned Yeah, because, I mean, it. he was only four at the time. So he was like, ah, mm -hmm. okay, you know. Um, in 19... Did the Dunbars even have They did. They had Bobby Dunbar, which was lost at the age of four. And then the Anderson girl, she had a son as well. And I don't, I don't have a list. Um, uh, da, 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 da. There was a little page. Okay. Uh, the day. Yeah, they don't give the name of the Anderson's girl. Anderson, I, huh. I don't have that one so so she was she was they said that she was lying um and so like there was always like contention between the two families between the anderson family and the dunbar family because <laughs> of that um <coughs> and so let's Excuse see agrel's <coughs> trying to kill me that's okay <coughs> <coughs> this is gonna be the dumbest podcast ever it's okay um I just lost my place. But he said that he was unsure of his identity for his entire life. In 1999, one of his granddaughters began investigating the story her and herself. And in 2004, DNA mm. confirmed that the child that returned was not Bobby Dunbar. Mm -hmm. So he was not he was not a member of that family. Bobby Dunbar is now classified as a missing child today but due to the passage of time the case is no longer being actively investi investigated can't say that word without it sounding weird possible explanations <laughs> fell off a nearby railroad trestle um, eaten by alligators actually kidnapped but the police got the wrong man the other um so yeah so like it's possible that he was an Anderson or he was a changeling because yeah. She couldn't, she couldn't fully, she couldn't fully identify him. And, but the Anderson woman couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Hmm. So it was, it, it wasn't really her kid, but it wasn't. Dunbar right. either. So who was he? Excuse me. A little boy who ended up growing up richer than he probably was originally. You okay. <coughs> wow. That egg roll is really kicking my ass right now. My apologies to all of our listeners. Put your hands up over your head to clear your windpipe. Yeah. There's a tiny little flake of egg roll that decided it was going to attach itself. So that is uh, yeah. basically a real life possible, a real life changeling, so to speak about. But yeah. And so that is that is changelings in a, in a nutshell. Very interesting. You went way deeper than I did, but I'm not surprised. No, I didn't do it. Mark did. And now I'm burping. That's because you just inhaled a Coke. 
I did not inhale it. I took a drink. <laughs> Dying. All right. That was a good one. I like that. And I actually had heard the Anderson Dunbar story before. It's a very interesting story. It is an story. interesting story. Makes you It does. Rubbing the invisible chin hair. Okay. So my next one is called a knuckle V. I'm sorry. A camel knuckle V? No, just a knuckle V. <laughs> the knuckle V um, is a horse-like demon from Orcadian folklore that combines equine and human elements. British folklorist Catherine Briggs called it the nastiest of all of the demons in Scotland's Northern Isles. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So the knuckle V's breath, excuse me, um, was thought to wilt crops and sicken livestock. And the creature was held responsible for droughts and epidemics on land, despite being predominantly a sea dweller. A graphic description of the knuckle V as it appears on land was given by an Islander who claimed to have had <clears throat> excuse me, a, conf- a confrontation with it. But accounts describing the details of the creature's appearance are inconsistent. In common with many other sea monsters, it's unable to tolerate fresh water. Therefore, those it, it is pursuing have only to cross a river or a stream to be rid of it. The Knuckle V is kept in confinement during the summer months by the Mither of the Sea, an ancient Orcadian spirit, and the only one able to control it. <clears throat> so this is like part man, part horse, but with like fish fins. And it's supposed to have like literally noxious, gassy breath. So think of like the person with the worst breath. I mean, that's how I felt this morning. <laughs> when I woke up. Yes. What? I've had a couple of mornings like that, but they were mostly after I drank. How the hell do people come up with these things? Like what? I like don't I know. mean, okay, I mean, you know, there have been some times where I've altered my brain chemistry with things that are not legal in any state. Um, right? <laughs> and there has never been a point in time where I've come up with something that's part horse, part man and part fish. Like Nothing. I mean, I've I've seen ladybugs that weren't there. I've I've probably talked to a stuffed mushroom by the name of Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. So these things are said to be responsible for just destroying crops, pandemics, um, anything that could go wrong could be blamed on knucklevies. They are vicious. Blame it on the knucklevies. Blame it on the knucklevies and the knucklevies um, and the bogart. And strangely, but they do say these things specifically are um, saltwater beings. So, uh, um, if one's chasing you on land, if they do get on land, which is very rare, then all you have to do is cross fresh water. They can't. Cross. <laughs> I gotta find a Excuse river. Me. I gotta find a river. I gotta find a river. <laughs> well, I mean, how are which they gonna make it across very... regular land? I I don't know. I don't know. But I find it very interesting that in order to get away from it, all you have to do is cross to a fresh river. Can I throw a glass of water at it? you're in the Northern Islands. Can I throw um, a glass of water at it? Just be good uh, to go? Maybe. I don't know. But you're in um, Scotland's Northern Isles. That's going to be a bitch. Which, if you do have any kind of marshland or river, it's probably being fed by the sea. Right. (laughs) So, Mm, yeah. Look with that. 
very interesting. The sites that I was on, um, the Wikipedia site that I got, and then the two others is from, and I, I apologize. I'm really hoping that my friend Lee will start listening to this. He is Scottish, and I'm going to botch these Celtic names. But there is an article <clears throat> called Anne Sonak Finn. It's some sort of published article. <laughs> that's that's where I actually had to go to find a lot of my my other two creatures. I'm going to believe that you said that just perfectly with yeah. enunciation, pronunciations, and denunciations. I do try. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was as Gaelic as the day is long. Like, it's <laughs> funny. So anyway, um, unfortunately, those top two that I had, the red cap and the knuckle V. And they didn't have a whole lot of information on them, so I don't yeah. know the answers to those other questions. I mean, but... it's fun to theorize, and, and I mean, in all <laughs> honesty, most of these are fae folk, are um, fake folk. Um, so, um, it's I'm pretty sure I could just, you know, stand there with an ice machine and just pelt them all day long and they could go away. Sure, why not? We'll, we'll go with that. You know, because I mean, as much as we like to blame everything on imaginary creatures it's what you know it's it's like you know reading our horoscope to make our day feel better right exactly it's what we do you know because we sit here and we we snuggle stuffed animals because it makes our life okay yeah all right hey whatever works so my next character <laughs> is a boggart and i thought it was bogart uh, i was just gonna ask you that it's not a bogart like no humphrey? it is not a bogart like humphrey it is a bogart Okay. My bad. Okay. Oh, speaking of things that we mispronounce. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Nope. Did, We're not doing it. You sure you don't want to pronounce it correctly now? <laughs> it's still a moat in Bailey no, Castle. No, it's not a moat. It's a moat. I know. It's a moat. Yeah. Yeah, Matt was laughing at me hysterical. Oh I was like, seriously, you watched me do my research for two days on this shit. And now you want to tell me that Rin's correct? You couldn't have said, hey, that's not what it is. I mentioned it like seven times. I was just it. so confused as to why you kept calling it a, a moat. And I'm like, a moat is a hole. We're not talking about it. Because. No, no. Because moat is M-O-A-T. I'm yeah. aware. Mott, like Mott applesauce. So just in case um, any of our listeners have decided to write us a, a, a sternly written letter, you can crumple that up and throw it away now. Thank you. Please forgive my stupidity. That's all yeah. I ask. I prostrate myself in Did you just say you prostrate yourself? Prostrate okay, myself, so. meaning laying down with my arms out <laughs> at your feet, begging for forgiveness. Now tell me about your- No need to- Humphrey No Bogart. need to commit Sudoku. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Boggarts. What are they? I have a picture if you'd like to see. Technical difficulties are some bitch. So here is an... <laughs> okay. <laughs> some bitch. All right. Um, so here is what a Bogart looks like. Okay. Um, he is hairy from head to toe. So he needs a good waxing. Mmm. Waxing waning. Okay. So here is Mr. Bogart. Um, created from... Ing so I don't know why they break it down, but he's from all the little bitchy countries. Yeah. Created from English, Welsh, Scottish, or Irish mythology. Also called... He's got some cute names, though. Mm. Also called Bugbear, Bugaboo, 
Boggin, Boggle, Pu- Puka? Puka. Puka. I'm sorry, that's P-W-C-A. Puka. Oh, okay. Copy. Puka. Or Bwoga. 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 B-W-G-A. Bwoga. Bwoga. I feel like so I'm- So it's Booga? 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 Puka? Bugaboo. I like Bugaboo. I wouldn't just have Yeah. Bugaboo. I'm pretty positive that's a Destiny's Child song. Bugaboo? Uh-huh. Well, they named it after a Bogart. <laughs> Bogart. My bad. All right. They are a always... A little man that needs to shave. Yep. They are always malevolent. Mm-hmm. Appearance are um, pretty wide in variety. However, they are usually humanoid... They are always uncouth, they are always ugly, and they are always bestial. Okay. They are a squat, hairy man. Apparently there are no female bug, bug, bog arts, so I don't know how they per, they manage to make more bog arts. Hmm. But I mean, if they're ugly, then, I mean, how are they going to get it? I, wouldn't, I mean, if there are female bog arts, do the female bog arts think the male bog arts are ugly and vice versa? And I mean, really... Is beauty just in the eye of the beholder? And are they dicks to each other? I don't know. That's way deeper than I'm willing to think about right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they are apparently strong as a six-year-old horse. Okay. Not a seven or a five. Six. And with arms almost as long as tackle poles. Okay. Almost as long. Not as long, but almost. Um, they are a fearsome creature, the size of a calf with long, shaggy hair and eyes like saucers. That's a very funny looking creature. Yeah, a little bit. Sometimes they take the form of various animals. A distinction is made between house bogarts and others. So apparently you can have a house bogart. Household sprites, silkies or brownies can become bogarts if they are off- offended or ill-treated. So you can end up getting a you can end up getting a bugger in your house if you piss off your sprites or your brownies. So don't piss off your brownies. When you are drunk, you forget that I am in charge. Oh my god, I can just see this. So like, which way to the lake? I that can way! See, I can see this. Like, you know, you're cooking some brownies and you look at them and you're like, damn it, I hate you! And then all of a sudden you have a bugger in your oven. Which is really a changeling, but it's okay because it's in your oven. Just throw some butter at it. You're good. And then turn it <laughs> then it turns into a child. I always wanted a little brownie from Willow. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Other bogarts are said to live in holes in the ground, marshlands or under bridges, and on dangerous sharp bends and on roads. (laughs) So trying to get you to run off the edge. Right. Sometimes said to be made from hobgoblins, which are uh, helpful er, helpful hearth spirits before creation. Creationity. Creationity. Wow. Christianity was widespread that have been mistreated. Oh, Bogarts was hobgoblins. Hobgoblins are good? I thought they were like mischievous. Not necessarily bad, but mischievous. In Lancashire. Oh, Lancashire. Lancashire. Lancashire, Lancashire. (laughs) Well, we're so used to saying things certain ways. Right. We're so like, used to saying words. Really right. Word, like Christianity. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. In Lancashire, 
England, they were said to have been led by a creature known as Oudhob, who appeared horned and hooved like a satyr. Um, they so house bogarts um, follow and torment a particular family, crawls into beds at nights and puts clammy oh puts clammy hands on your face. I, I already have one of those. I don't need another one. I sleep with a seven year old. What do you expect? Um, strips off the bed sheets. There's nothing worse than a corner of your bed sheet coming up. That's so annoying. Um, also pulls on your ears. Um, other bogarts create general mischief. Invisible bogarts fri- frightens a horse. Only horses. I'm good. I don't have a horse. Um, <laughs> oh, I totally misread this. Um, causes people to disappear in a marsh. So I don't live by a marsh, but I did read, I, I read that to say <laughs> causes marsh diaper rash. <laughs> no, that's not what was said. I know, but that's what I read the first time was marsh diaper rash. Um, generally torment or harm people in a particular location. They sound great. So what do we do about them? Hanging a horseshoe over the door or leaving a pile of salt outside your bedroom. I have a horseshoe in over my house. I have uh, salt all over my bedroom. That's because you a salty bitch. No. It's because <laughs> I've got a man, a woman, and a child in my home that think that it's okay to mess with me. Good times. Yeah. Um, some <clears throat> say that you should never name a bogart or it will stay forever. So don't name them. His name is Phil. Okay. Because <laughs> he likes to fill your face? No. Because Phil was the little satyr from Hercules. Philatides. Oh, uh, yeah. Philatides. Philatides. I know, but I made it better. You made it perverted is what you did. Carry on. <laughs> Life goals. All right. You can try to outwit them. The farmer in the Bogart is the old tale from Mumbly in Lincolnshire. The farmer confronts a bogart on his land. He offers the bogart a deal to have either the part of the plant above or below the ground when the harvest is ready. The bogart picks below the ground, so the farmer plants barely, so the farmer plants barley, leaving the bogart nothing. When, then the bogart demands the part above the ground, so the next year the farmer plants potatoes. The Bogart is so frustrated that he leaves the area. In an alternate telling, on the third year, um, they are to each harvest half the field. The farmer plants wheat before the reaping. Um, He sticks iron rods in the ground. The The rods blunt the Bogart's scythe, and the Bogart gets enraged and leaves. The farmer harvests the whole field. So, if you can think of ways to trick a bogart, they'll leave. Ah. Do you think, like, Rumpelstiltskin is the kind of bogart? Um, maybe. Because, like, I mean, he had a ta- talent, and, um, but, you know. Well, no, because he always wanted to, like, um, he, he had a talent, and, um, he wanted to take a child, and you had to f- guess his name. Like, he gave, he gave us a riddle. Ah, uh, okay. So, so beyond the mythology, geographic locations, the Bogart Hole Claw, 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 think Claw. The Claw! Right. Named for a Bogart 
said to have terrorized a family that farmed the area, then stole their possessions when they tried to leave, forcing them to return. Uh, Bogart Stones overlooked the place where the Moore's murders, um, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, buried the children they had abducted. Oh, the Moore's murders were really messed up. Um, those those murders happened in nineteen in the nineteen sixties. The stones seem to have named have been named in the mid eighteen sixties, about a hundred years before the murders. Bogart Bridge or Bogart Bridge in Burnley, Lancashire. Um, is it Lancashire? Yeah, Lancashire. Um, is it Lan or Link? Lan. It's okay. Lancashire. Lancashire. Um, you have to give the Bogart Bogart. I keep saying Bogart. Bogart. Um, of the bridge a living thing or forfeit your soul they can have the changeling child <laughs> or a pat of butter a pat of butter well living thing i guess i could give it a plant right right um bogart roll roaring holes that sounds like a strip club <laughs> um on the moors near newby moss uh bogart hill is the seacroft area of leeds hey one of the guys i work with uh is from leeds really yep boggle hole naughty okay boggle hole is a cave named for mischievous little people rumored to be there it is a cave eroded from the sea and has been used by smugglers in the past boggle is the name of a character on puck a moon of of uranus all features are named after various mischievous mischievous peach features and then in pop culture, C.S. Lewis included Boggles in the Chronicles of Narnia. Susan Cooper wrote a, wrote a book of, called The Bogart. Many will be familiar with the portrayal of the creatures taking the form of the greatest fear of the characters from Harry Potter and the books, the Bogarts. Like you had to, like it would, um, there was a chest uh, I think it was a chest of drawers or something and a bog art would come in and it would take on the, the, your greatest fear. And you had to do the, the ridi- ridiculoso. That's right. Um, was that in the fourth? I thought that was like the second or third. I, I remember watching it. It was within, because I think I only got to like maybe the fourth or fifth yeah. movie before I stopped. Yeah. Ron's was a giant spider and he put, um, yeah. Skates on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yep. Um, I think it might have been the third. Because the Dementors were in that one, and that's the Prisoner from Azkaban. Yeah. Okay, so I did see that one. Okay. Yeah. Ben Barnes and Jeff Bridges' character in The Seventh Son are attacked by a Bogart as they set out in the movie The Seventh Son. Uh, it also appears in the source material for the movie The Spook's Apprentice. Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, and Necromancer games. In villages in the 1800s, there were sometimes maps available to warn travelers of places not to go to after dark because of Bogart sightings. And Bogarts are often reported in areas that were at the boundary between parishes. Hmm. Interesting that they were on, like, maps. Right? That's kind of cool. And that's Bogarts. Good times. Indeed. Hairy little monkeys that need serious waxing. True that. Alrighty. What are we doing? My belly's full and now I'm really ready to take it out. Okay. And you both.
Um, so this one is from the Anne Sinak Finn website, and it is called a cat Sith. A cat Sith? Yes. Like we're talking uh, use the force, Luke? Yes. Okay. Okay. The cat Sith, plural cat Shith in Irish, cat C, is a fairy creature from Celtic mythology said to resemble a large black cat with this white spot on its chest, which is really fucking creepy because we have a large black cat with a white spot on his belly and he's a dick. So, um, legend has it that the spectral cat haunts the Scottish Highlands. The legends surrounding this creature are more common in Scottish folklore, but a few occur in Irish. Some common folklore suggested that the cat Sith was not a fairy, but a witch that could transform into a cat nine times. The cat Sith may have been inspired by the Scottish wild cat itself, it's possible that the legends of the cat Sith were inspired by Kellis cats, which were a distinctive hybrid between Scottish wild cats and domestic cats found only in Scotland. The Scottish wild cat is a population of the European wild cat, which is now absent from elsewhere in the British Isles. People of the Scottish Highlands did not trust the cat Sith. I mean, you can't trust any cat anyway because that's they're a manipulative. lie. Cats are majestic, beautiful creatures. They're manipulative bastards. They're wonderful, <laughs> divine, lovely, worshiping goddesses of life. Anyway, um, they believed that it could steal a person's soul, and you know what? Stephen King wrote about that. You've seen Cat's Eye. Cats are glorious. Well, actually, I think in Cat's Eye, the cat's the one that saved her from the little troll that was stealing her breath, huh? Anyway. I love cats. <laughs> You're just not listening to me anymore. Um, okay. So they believed that it could steal a person's soul before it was claimed by the gods by passing over a corpse before burial. Therefore, watch is called the late wake. Now, these words, some of these words are in Gaelic. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Um, so watches called the late wake were performed night and day to keep the cat Sith away from a corpse before burial. Methods of distraction, such as games of leaping and wrestling, catnip riddles, and music would be employed to keep the cat Sith away from the room in which the corpse lay. In addition, there were no fires where the body lay, as it was said that the cat Sith was attracted to its warmth. Oh yeah, sure we lassie. <laughs> don't ever do that again um yeah that's bad <laughs> lee if you do end up listening to this podcast i apologize for that <laughs> so i'm i'm 100 white american <laughs> so that is also another reason as to why a lot of people don't like black cats like being having a black cat cross your path is bad luck that's part of the reason why Black cats are majestic. Yeah, unless you, their name is Shadow and they have a white spot on their stomach. And then they're just assholes. Um, so it is believed on Sam Hain that the cat Sith would bless any house that left a saucer of milk out for it to drink. And, and those houses that did not put out a saucer of milk would be cursed into having all their cow's udders go dry. Good. Serves them right. The demonic cat Sith called Big Ears, could be summoned, summoned Gaelic 
Tagherm, Scottish Gaelic pronunciation. Tagherm? Tagherm. To appear and grant any wish to those who took part in the ceremony. The ceremony required practitioners to burn the bodies of cats over the corpses of four days courses of four days and four nights why would you burn a cat burn the bodies of cats over the course of four days and nights that's oh that's just wrong that's to summon the big cat sith also can we just talk about the fact that they gave the cat the stupidest name ever big ears yeah it's like hey man i'm the boss what's your name big ears really i've heard a lot dumber names a lot dumber names. Well, let's let's sidetrack for a half a second. Black folk, if you listen to this podcast, I gotta know. What's with the little names? Now, I'm a, I'm a Lil Wayne fan. I like his music. I don't have any problem. But I'm also a huge The First 48 fan. And every single episode in The First 48, I swear to God, there's somebody. Little Mookie, Little Dookie, Little Pookie, Little This, Little That. Like, what the, what the fuck? You guys can't come up with any better nicknames? And I'm sorry, but none of them are little. No, none of them. Except okay. isn't isn't Little Wayne actually little? Like, isn't he like a little dude? He he actually is a little guy. Like yeah. he a little small fry. Yeah, he he's a little guy, but he's cool as shit. Because I mean, when this whole Black Lives Police Officer Lives Matter things like really started kicking off, he was actually one of the first Black rappers to come up and say. I actually stand with police because they've actually saved my life on more than one occasion. So like, yeah, he, he, I don't know. Big Papa actually was a big Papa. He was a big dude. (sighs) Anyway, that was my, my side tangent. And that is the cat sit. So make sure on Samhain to put your little bowl of milk out so that your cow's udders don't go dry. On Samhain? Samhain. What's Samhain? It's a Celtic celebration. Is that the Samhain? Is that how it's pronounced? I, I I have always pronounced it Samhain. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was Samhain. Sam. I mean, it's, yeah, Gaelic festival on the first of November, marking the end of the harvest. Okay, I mean, we probably shouldn't trust either of our pronunciations, yeah. considering the fact that I just pronounced Christianity Christian me. Yes. Anyway, there, yeah. Well, amazing. I think yeah. we did a great job talking about fairies tonight. Oh, you don't want to hear about the last one? Oh, yes, please do. I, th- I thought you had one more, too. Oh, I'm going to skip it. Oh, okay. I've talked a lot. Okay, well, then I'll spit this one out and we'll be done with the fairies. Um, Where's it at? Have you ever heard of a binoc? Is that when a person who likes boys and girls knocks on your door? No. <laughs> just, hey, can we hang out? That is pretty funny, though. No. But I'm... Um, <laughs> Binox are um, supernatural creatures in early Irish and Scottish literature. The uh, Binox were airborne shrieking demons that haunted battlefields and area of combat, encouraging and exulting in bloodshed in the bloodshed below. Um, monostatic scribes sometimes gloss their names in Latin as demons of the air. They may have had a goat-like experience, ex- appearance or a goat's head. So that's fun. Wait, <laughs> a goat head? Like A goat head. Yeah, some of the pictures of these things were terrifying. I didn't print any out. but like, I'm good with that. Of, yeah. Anyway, um, so let's see. Given that several... Okay, so these guys are considered to be part of the Tuatha de Danon. Um, 
The so, Tawatha de who? What? Dannon? Yogurt? Tawatha de Dannon. <laughs> um, are closely associated with warfare and in a form similar to that of the Bynock, there is little doubt that they belong to the same community of otherworldly beings. The Tuatha de Danans were considered, um, you know, I don't even want to like speak on it because I'm not exactly sure what they were considered. Matt was more of the experts. I just kind of glossed over the Tuatha de Danan part, but um these things you say Twatha de Danon really good though not gonna lie thank you I did practice but if you remember watching the movie Willow vaguely Alora Danon was the fey people's like push forward ah to come into the new um um also a lot of the spells that Willow cast used Tuatha and Luatha Mm-hmm. which are also Celtic names. So that's how I got to say I'm pretty. But anyway, um, furthermore, it is certain that modern-ish Hiberno-English folklore, being the Banshee, um, has inherited something of the tradition of the Bynock, albeit mixed with other legendary influences. While comparisons between the Bynock and the Scandinavian Valkyr, the Norwegian name for Valkyries, are obvious and probably correct, there may also be similarities with trolls of the Germanic tradition. These supernatural beings in the original Germanic and Scandinavian myths are very different from their folkloric descendants. Whilst often monstrous in form, they are exclusively female closely associated with violent death and are sexually promiscuous with both humans and giants, but not significantly the gods with their attraction to violence and sex. The occasional monstrous guises, the various war goddesses of Irish mythology do bear some resemblance to the original female trolls of Scandinavia, Germany, and England. So that's what the Tawatha de Danon was. Um, It's um, a group of women who crave sex and violence and um like i want to say their matriarch is the morrigan which is the queen of ravens which is basically the queen of death nice so yeah it all kind of ties back into these these great big ghostly goat-headed type things that would literally just sit over the battlefield and giggle with glee over people being murdered the end so yeah tinkerbell (laughs) Yeah, Tinkerbell. I think most people would deal with her before they dealt with anything that we talked about today. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think the I think the bug arts are, are mildly entertaining. They sound they they sound. I mean, okay. I mean, I know that they were like malevolent, mm-hmm. or they're supposed to, but I think they sounded more like obnoxious. Again, I think they sound more mischievous. Yeah, <sighs> like always getting into something, always messing with something. It fucking was shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching, I'm not you. touching you. But, like, they're doing it with a knife. Oi. Okay. So, it's like, that's how they're malevolent. It's with a, it's like with a switchblade. <laughs> hey, I cut you, Ming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Silence! I kill you! Yeah, pretty much. Well, Those that was a lot of very folkloric. Tariage. Thanks, guys. You can just rock me to sleep tonight. Yeah, hopefully, um, <laughs> hopefully, people learned some stuff. If you didn't learn diddly squat um, from us, um, thanks for listening. Mm. That thanks was, for laughing at our, you know, stupidity, our inability our, to speak, and yeah, our <laughs> sprecage d English. <laughs> My sprecage.
Americans say English. Um, you know, every uh, every night when we do our recording, I always burn a candle. Um, and I'm burning mm-hmm. tea rose tonight. So, you know, that goes hand in hand with the very folklory Fae folk. Friggity Fringlish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, words. It's past my bedtime. Like, yes. I don't know. And if it's past your bedtime, then thank you for listening to us. Yes. I hope that our um, nasally voices have uh, soothed and lulled you to sleep. Mine is nasally. <laughs> yours is not. Uh, mine is not soothing. I can guarantee that. Mine is mildly mannish with um, a cackly laugh. You are incorrect, Senator. I but am not, we'll leave that for another time. I am not a senator because I do <laughs> not sexually accost people. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. I am also not Elvis. Hmm. I do like fried chicken, though. It's because you're part black. That is true. You have to like fried chicken and watermelon. Oh, my God. Grape. I love watermelon. How am I dating a man that hates everything that is quintessentially black? Somebody answer me that. He doesn't like fried chicken. He doesn't like grape. He hates any kind of melon. Oh, he doesn't like barbecue. He doesn't like getting his fingers dirty, and he doesn't like it when it's stuck in his teeth. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't even know how we've lasted almost eight years. But if you guys can figure it out, please let me know. <laughs> the look that you're giving me right now. I am the whitest person I know, and I am more black than him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have to even be- calls me white. He, he doesn't have to be black. He's just dating the black chick. It's true. Like, I mean, I'm the whitest person in the black family. Yes. I f- yes, you are. I mean, considering the fact that half the family is white, I'm whiter than them. Yeah. I mean, I'm whiter than the white redheaded mom. But you have the 1% and that's okay. <laughs> point, point 0.1. We can point round it up. One. Yeah. <laughs> that's some hard rounding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been sitting on my phone this whole time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take us out, Rind. It's time for oh, bed. All right. <laughs> so everybody, thank you. By the way, thank you everybody who has subscribed to us on Spotify. We do appreciate that. And we can see those numbers now. And that's amazing. And it does make us feel good and warm and fuzzy. So thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um And thank you for joining us tonight in the rabbit hole. Uh, Hop in next week and tumble down again. If you want, you can follow us on Instagram to see what our stories are that are coming up. Uh, The name is Like Rabbit Holes. If you want to send us an idea or stories or just tell us how much you love us, you can email us. Uh, like rabbit holes at gmail.com whatever podcast player you happen to listen to us on please drop us a like or a review or a star rating those kind of things always make us feel warm and fuzzy um especially warm and fuzzy because i'm in a big warm fuzzy sweatshirt right now mm. <laughs> always please remember to have a wonderful morning night or afternoon take care of yourself and take care of each other bye bye